you're going to be uncomfortable. That's it. I don't, there is this element of when you're starting something new, I don't know why we think we're supposed to be good at it, or there's going to be a discomfort. But if you flip it, it's kind of the James Clear with atomic habits, right? You're not somebody who's trying to quit smoking. You're someone who doesn't smoke. So you get to choose and you get to reframe. I'm not somebody who's going to try to email. I'm somebody who sends an email. This episode is brought to you by Malcare. Learn more about protecting your WordPress website at malcare.com. It's WordPress security for high-performance websites. If you're running a high-performing WordPress website or you've built one for your customer, don't let it get hacked. There are many security tools out there, but they don't really protect your site and give you and your customer the peace of mind that you need. Enter in Malcare. Sure, you've tried your web host security products. Nah. You've tried other WordPress plugins. Too slow. Cloud firewalls. Who wants to change DNS? Get Malcare at malcare.com and start protecting your high performance and performing WordPress websites today. Thanks to Malcare for supporting today's episode. Start protecting your WordPress website for free at malcare.com. If you found your way to this episode from my newsletter, thanks for taking part in one of the areas I lack most in, emailing my list. If you're like me, stuck in the proverbial hamster wheel of self-doubt and content creation, today's episode is directly for you. In fact, if it weren't for today's guests, I would have never gone back to pressing send in MailerLite. That's a recent switch I made from MailChimp because I have a bad feeling about the Intuit acquisition. Anyway, if you need a boost of confidence or a programmatic way to warm up your newsletter engines again, Kim Doyle and Jason Resnick are here to help with a twist. The duo joins me today to talk about their new co-venture, Deliver It. You can find it at getdeliverit.com slash mattreport to find the special link there, getdeliverit.com slash mattreport. This will be a meta approach to building a newsletter in public. They will share what works and what doesn't when it comes to growing your email list. Learn straight from the email horse's mouth, as they say. It's going to be exciting. If you want to support the Matt Report, head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Report and buy me a virtual coffee or join the membership for $79 for the year. Get access to the private Discord and take part of the weekly WordPress news. Get involved with your product or business. Okay, here's my interview with Kim and Jason. The two of you are cooking up something uh, called getdeliverit.com, getdeliverit.com. You can find a special link, getdeliverit.com slash mattreport. That'll be in the show notes. Really interested to learn more about email marketing. The two of you, quite literally in stereo in my ears over the last few years, telling me about email, and I'm just sitting there quietly collecting a list, doing absolutely nothing with it, including for the show. So I'm really excited to talk about that today. Um, let's talk about this, this partnership that the two of you have formed. I think partnerships are awesome. I think people should partner up more instead of trying to coddle their little ideas together in the closet by themselves. Who wants to take it first? Who came up with this idea and why did you, why did you partner together? Kim, I'm going to jump in, Jason. See, I told you I'm new to this whole like two people trying to answer a question. You notice how I rephrase that, fellas. Anyway, so what's funny is it was about almost a year ago and I, you know, have known Jason a long time too and he was totally into email marketing and I've said this so many times, it is the only regret I have in my business that I did not put more time and attention into this. And so I reached out to Jason. I'm like, hey, you want to collaborate on an email marketing summit was the original idea. 
And when I say this was a year ago, I was in Boise, Idaho. We started doing, at the time, it was like bi-monthly calls because it was really about how do we make this different and how can we get this to stand out because COVID era, so many summits. And and we just trusted. We just kept working on it, working on it. And then I left Boise and went to California and then moved to Costa Rica. And we were originally going to do it this fall and this last fall, excuse me. And we pivoted and I can, I can let Jason pick up with the direction we're going now with it. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun journey. <laughs> yeah. And I think we pivoted in a good way because <clears throat> yeah, we each had our own audiences and our own following in a certain kind of way. And yes, we could have had just a summit. Right. And, but then as we started to unpack a little bit of what the summit was supposed to be, like what the actual attendee would have gotten out of it, we realized that what a lot of people suffer from is just one, it's a mindset thing. There's that push, push send button that you have to push on an email that a lot of people just like they can't do. But then at the same time, on the other side of things, they're like, I don't have a list or I have 17 people on the list, or I feel like this is too small. Why am I going to send an email? And so we both have both. I, I too say that the only regret I have in my business is not doing email marketing sooner. And <clears throat> as having put a major focus in on it over the past, I would say 15 months or so, I've seen the huge impact and I don't have a large list at all. So we just said, Hey, why don't we, instead of the summit, maybe that's further down the road. Why don't we try to build a list from scratch with various different experiments and strategies all the way from beginner to advanced and share it with all sorts of creators. If you're a musician, a podcaster, if you're a developer or designer, marketer, writer, whatever it is, stay in your lane, do what you do, but we can also help you build your email and your email list and your email marketing in a smart way. I want to unpack each of your superpowers and I'll give you sort of my take on it first. You can agree or disagree. This is where I wish I had like game show <laughs> buzzers that we could kind of press here. But, you know, Kim, because I can see having known both of you forever and kind of just like seeing this come together, I can see how both of your powers come together to make something great. But I want to illustrate this to the audience so they, they know that the both of what the heck you're talking about when it comes to email, growing a list and, and turning that into a business Kim, over the years, I've, I've seen you sort of evolve into much more, well, you were hyper-focused in the WordPress space for a while, and you were kind of just, you know what, I'm sick, of, sick and tired of talking about a tool. Let me zoom out and make this much more branding. And I think that's where, where maybe you're at with F the Hustle and sort of this approach to the broader gains of, of email and marketing and messaging and branding. And Jason, same thing with you, where you started off in WordPress. It's so funny how both of you have started off in WordPress, and now you're like, <laughs> screw WordPress. I'm, <laughs> I'm Omaha, and I'm the only guy in the room. I just realized that I'm the one in the room who's making the wrong decision. Jason, you started off in WordPress, and, and but you, you have sort of hitched yourself to a tool. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Hit yourself to a tool, maybe ConvertKit, and really focus in on those customers and that crowd and built uh, a business around that. But let me kick it to Kim first. Your superpower, am I close, accurate, inaccurate? Yeah. The, it, I wasn't sure what the superpower was specifically. The, the, sort of the branding, <laughs> <laughs> zooming out and, and being like the brand creator, the, the messaging, 
F the hustle, like that kind of tell it how it is in your face branding. Yeah, it's so funny too. Yeah, for sure. And I think for me, it's been about helping people kind of find their voice, which is you go further back. That's what my podcast did for me. It's That's when my business started to take off is when I just started showing up and genuinely being myself and communicating. And it's funny, like I always joke, I'm like, I look back, did I even pay attention in English? Because I swear I'm, I was a horrible writer. You start using Grammarly and I'm like, Jesus. So, but over the years, and that was like 2013 when I started podcasting, but I, because of the way I talk, I knew I needed to write my show notes out first. And so it's helped me evolve. And I sort of fell in love with the writing process and being able to get clearer. And it's interesting. I just had a coaching call with a client earlier and this idea of creating content and writing for search versus writing for people. And there's, there's such a balance with both work, but where my stuff has taken off is genuinely be myself, talking about the struggles, the challenges, that, and then F the hustle because I'm just tired. I was about to swear, but do not tell me I have to get up at 4 a.m. and accomplish 80 things by 6. Dude, I'm living a pretty good life. I'm not complaining. So it's just finding that balance. There is no one set way to do that. So yeah, thank you. I I, I appreciate that. I would say that is my superpower. I think I think for myself, you're spot on. Like I've... I, WordPress was a general tool for me. And then I went like hyper-specific into WooCommerce and then even the subscriptions plugin. And I saw how that could, being so specific with those kind of customers could elevate me like as a big fish in a very, very small puddle, right? And so, so for me, <clears throat> I was always attracted as a developer towards e-commerce. And that was more for me being able to see the impact that I have on a business because I could do optimize checkout processes or, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. And then you actually see what that resulted in at the end of the month. So when email marketing and the website started talking to, together a lot better about seven ish years ago, eight years ago, that's where I went because one of the superpowers that I have and that I didn't realize it until maybe about five, six years ago was that I had a director of IT 15 plus years ago tell me, you're a strange breed because you can, you can talk the King's English and you could talk geek speak and you can have everybody in the room and you can almost translate for one another and make things happen. And so that's kind of how I look at it from where I am today is I do a lot of email marketing. I do a lot of email automation, tying systems together and all of those kind of nuts and bolts kind of stuff and making the magic happen. But <clears throat> where I feel that that what that does is actually takes the communication aspect, the English, and then figuring out how to marry the humans to the computers in a way that makes sense to the humans, right? So putting the right offers in front of people, putting, figuring out who they are and what makes them tick and what are their desires, and then figuring out what sequences on the other end that we can actually push out an email to. So that for me is I, I get up all day and every day and work on that stuff all day long. 
And I think the other thing that you both bring to the table, which cannot be overlooked, is the fact that neither of you have given up <laughs> since I've known you, right? Which is like a huge thing that a, a lot of people, they just experiment, they try, eh, they give it a year maybe. And it's like, okay, that didn't work out. It's fine if you want to just sort of expire that that time. But I know the two of you, you certainly both of you have evolved, maybe even rebranded to a degree, but you haven't given up, right? Promoting and creating content and following a North Star and letting everybody know about it. So that's an, can be sometimes underappreciated, like that 10-year overnight success thing that, <laughs> that, that we hear. How do they do that? It, I don't know. It just took 10 years to do it. That's, that's all. I'm not saying it's totally. taking you guys 10, 10 years, but- I'm on you know, 13, that, so- Yeah. Yep. <laughs> March, March is 14 years for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm 10 years, so this is all yeah. complete. So let's just talk about email uh, marketing in 2022. I'm the person that you illustrated, Jason, like- I have an email list, it's on Matt Report, and I send exactly zero emails a year. Literally zero. And it just it continues to build. And and I have those same fears of I haven't done it. Why would I start now? Because I'm like quite literally afraid to see like the MailChimp report. Right? I sent the email and seventy percent of the, the lists were unsubscribed because they're like, Who the hell are you? Like, I haven't heard from you and three years. Um, like it makes I have sense those... to pay for them and not talk to them anyways. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Don't so, unsubscribe, you know. but you're right. never going to hear from me because right. I like that number. <laughs> yes. And that's, and that's literally what it is. It's, Ooh, I got a list. Totally good. <laughs> I don't want that list to move. Yeah. I just want to stay right there. So let's talk about that in 2022. <laughs> the obvious is yes, we should be doing it. When somebody comes to you and I'll, I'll kick the answer to Jason first, when somebody comes to you and they say, I think the list is too small, or I don't think anyone's going to tune in or open up, what's your piece of advice to that type of person? Well, tiny is a, just another four-letter word, right? And for me, <clears throat> I have two lists. One list, it's just around 2,000. And I have another list that's just around 200. Both of those lists make six figures on their own. So... There's no such thing as a tiny list, as long as you communicate and engage with them and what they want from you, right? And so I always say our job as a marketer is really just to figure out and communicate a solution to somebody who comes to us. And so <clears throat> that's what email does. Ask a lot of questions, find out what they're looking for, and then toss them an offer, whether it's yours or somebody else's. You can do affiliate marketing and or your own services and products and things of that nature. But for me, it doesn't matter because like I've seen lists that have had hundreds of thousands of people on it and make five figures. Then I've seen six-figure lists that have a hundred people on it. So it really depends on really getting over that mindset. Like you said, I think I did even say that a couple of months ago was like, do you send emails? Is it just going into my spam or and you're like, no, I don't send it. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, good. That's what I was like, how you doing, Matt? I haven't even talked in a while. <laughs> Listen, all, I'm, I'm totally old, getting roasted. I'm an old social media curmudgeon. I only spend my time in podcasts, YouTube, and Twitter. And I know no one does that anymore. That's the only place that I spend my time because well, it's all okay. archivable. So I'm in Twitter and email. Like I, I went down the, the YouTube rabbit hole and I do see that, but for me, it's just, I like people, can I find that I get replies on my emails? Can I share this on social? I say, all right, sure. And then they're like, oh, it's not on your website. I'm like, nah, too lazy to put it up on my website. I'll just write the email Yeah, and, and just, it works. It works. I switched to daily emails 
about 15 months ago from weekly, that was the only other time that I had that scared moment. And I thought it would just tank the list, but engagement went through the roof. So now I want to take that same point, bring it to Kim. Now I see the stuff that you and Jason uh, put out with your with your email newsletters. So one, I have that fear of, I just got this list. I don't do anything with it. And then the other fear is, okay, I'm ready to do something with it. And then I look at what you do, Kim. I'm like, there's, I, I can't, I can't even keep up. It's you're, you're running a marathon and I'm just like tying my shoes and I don't even know where to begin. I start thinking of automation. I start thinking of, okay, like Jason, he's going to do a daily email. I'm like, God, I, how do I even approach this stuff? Any advice to somebody like me who's just, I don't even know where to get started. Where do I begin if I want to restart my, my email list? Yeah. Well, first of all, to Jason's point too, it's a, it's a mindset completely, 100%. <clears throat> I did... I called them my almost daily emails because I didn't always email on the weekend. I don't, I'm not doing it right now, but probably four years ago. And I had watched what Ben Settle did for a year before I even became a customer. And I was like, okay. And it's kind of that atomic habit of who you want to become. So I just simply made a commitment to myself that I was going to show up and write the email. And it, it's a story-based email with one call to action. I'm like, this is not crazy formatting. And as much as I like some formatting, it's text-based emails do better. But it was that was it. I'm like, I'm going to share stories and I'm going to put one call to action. And it was simply an exercise practice to myself to commit to that. And so I think when people get in the way, because you hear some, I'm not a writer, I don't know what to write about. Talk to people, talk to people. Like I jokingly tell people I could have convinced anyone to go see Avengers Endgame. I saw it three times in the theater. It was a brilliant movie. And I'm like, tell that story, get excited about something and talk like you're talking to people. Some things will work, some things won't. But the thing is the piece with email that I think is magical is that you start focusing a little bit more on the mastery and you've got this whole tech side, but it's like when you start understanding that you can change a sentence in a headline or in an email and double your sales, like you lose those inhibitions really fast. I jokingly say, I'm like, this shit works. It, it just works. And so you're going to be uncomfortable. That's it. I don't, there is this element of when you're starting something new, I don't know why we think we're supposed to be good at it, or there's going to be a discomfort. But if you flip it, it's kind of the James Clear with atomic habits, right? You're not somebody who's trying to quit smoking. You're someone who doesn't smoke. So you mm -hmm. get to choose and you get to reframe. I'm not somebody who's going to try to email. I'm somebody who sends an email. It may mm. suck. It may be brilliant, but it's just start by talking to people. <laughs> One of the emails that I got amazing responses on it. It's hysterical was my headline was I literally fell down the stairs and I did because I was going to walk the dogs and God forbid, I wait till I get to the bottom of the stairs to pick a podcast to listen to. And it just, the whole thing happened in slow motion. I was like, I could feel my foot miss a step, but I'm in my head. I'm like, this is not going to end well. <laughs> I didn't hurt anything. I broke my sunglasses, but that was my subject line. And so I told this story and I just pivoted it to how many times do we do that in our business? We're not looking at what's right in front of us. I don't even remember what the call to action was. It was the exercise of sending the email. I got tons of responses. Are you okay? People who knew me were like, I could totally hear you. That was hysterical. So, but the point is it was engagement and I'm creating that relationship piece. So people are overthinking email from the beginning. You're talking to people. You can have fun. You can come from the heart. Some of my more personal stuff that has nothing to do with my business is what has blown up and driven traffic to my site that brings people into your world and connect. So you have to get over yourself. You're going to be uncomfortable and you do it anyway. Like it's, it's just adulting. 
yeah. entrepreneurial adulting is what I call it now. <laughs> yeah. For years, and this is something that, that you both might hear quite often, I'm curious to get your opinion on it. For years, I used the crutch of starting an email list as a call to action for people building businesses, uh, new businesses, right? So I mentor at a local accelerator. They're small sort of mom and pop businesses. Sometimes there's like a tech business in there, but generally it might be somebody starting a bakery, trying to sell something at a local farmer's market. But there's a dozen or so of these local entrepreneurs that come through this cohort uh, twice a year. And I say, if anything, they don't even have websites yet. So it's get a website, get a domain up. And the first thing you do is put your email sign up and just get people on a list so that you have something. But what do you do when somebody doesn't have a call to action, but they're building an email list? Do they? What comes first, the chicken or the egg? The call to action, does that have to come first? Does the thing that somebody buys or signs up for, do they have to figure that out first before building an email list so that there is a CTA that they can introduce through their storytelling? Are you asking, CTA, are you referring to lead magnet? Having Well, if I have a list and I've been gathering a list for a few months, people have been signing up, but I'm just blogging and, and sort of general audience building, but I don't have a product yet. Should I be figuring out like oh. what that product or service is before <clears throat> I start email marketing? Nope. I, yeah. Go ahead, Jason. <laughs> I would use the email list to figure out what you're going to sell. Right. And so <clears throat> in the case of online businesses specific, specifically, because you mentioned local businesses, they have something to sell they're doing they they, mm -hmm. they have a widget or something so that's different right there's there's some connection that they can make to a sale however if you're online and this is like specifically like creators that i run into a lot is that they don't know what to sell or they feel like they have to have something to sell like you said before they actually start emailing people and i say well if you have a social media following an audience could be 10 100 people it doesn't matter start collecting those email addresses, but then start asking questions. Like, why did you sign up to the list? What, cha what challenge do you have today that you want to get over, right? And it doesn't have to be the immediate questions, but these are some of the questions that I ask over time. When I started daily, I was just like, like just wanted to get that practice of daily. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have too much of a call to action to things. And even though that I did have products and services to pass to, I just wanted that practice and engage people. And people came, they were like, hey, I've been on your list for years and I had no idea who these people are and I have a small list, right? And so when you start asking questions, the cream rises to the top and then you're like, okay, well, a lot of people are starting to ask about proposals if you're in the freelancer space, right? So, huh, that's interesting. Maybe I could sell, templatize my proposal, sell it for 50 bucks or whatever, right? And so you start to, start to see what kind of rises from, rises to the top just based on those replies. Well, and the other piece of that, totally agree with that, is one, it almost takes more pressure off. If you don't, if you're not trying to get them to buy something from you right away, it is that practice. It's a practice of getting, sending quality content that will improve over time, but also getting people to click the email. But what I would suggest is there's another way, while in terms of what to include is the link, is share other people's stuff. You become such a trusted expert in your space when, and there were times where I was like, I don't even know what to send today. And I was like, I remember finding an article about the creator of Calvin and Hobbes. 
and his journey as a creator. It was a great article. So I shared the link to the article. That was it. And so when you find things that speak to you or resonate with you, where you just like what someone else is doing, I've gone down the rabbit hole of Instagram reels. Okay. And there is a couple songs that are on a ton of reels. And one of them is it takes so it costs so much because it takes me effing hours, right? I don't know if you guys have heard that song. It's hysterical. I'm like, I know the people on my list are going to love that. There's another one that's drink water and mind my business. I don't know if you heard that one. But I'm like, I'm gonna sh- they're funny, right? So it's simply even just telling a story about just staying focused and in my space. And I have to have a clear water bottle so I see that I'm getting my water done. Oh, by the way, this will brighten your day. And it sounds funny, but those are connection and it's it's almost like a breath of fresh air in your inbox that it's not a pitch and it's not whatever. And so you become a trusted person in their inbox. So then when you do have something, they're like, oh, well, she's not always selling to me. It's a weird psychology that happens, but there's a practice. And I and you know what? And sell every day if when you get to that point, because I'm not, I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. But when you're getting started, just be of service. It's it's mm. so much easier. You get out of your own head. Yeah. You know, and as you both were talking, I'm like thinking again, thinking of like that third fear in my head of sending that email and somebody not caring and not subscribing. Like we were joking about, Hey, I've got this vanity metric. It never moves, but that's because I never send an email. It's the same way I feel about with YouTube videos where, man, I know people are people on Twitter and, and colleagues of mine are like, I don't watch a video if it's over five minutes, but nearly every video I put on YouTube is 10 minutes because that's the, that's the person I want to watch my YouTube video because mm-hmm. I watch 30 minute videos like of reviews. I want every ounce of a review or a detail. And that's why I consume a YouTube video. So you have to, I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have to sort of get yourself out of that mode where the people on this list want to be here. Mm-hmm. So if they unsubscribe, good, <laughs> you're going to lower your cost. You want the people tuning in and, and reading it and, and taking action. It's a fair statement, right? Yeah, absolutely. Look, look, you mentioned Ben Settle, right? And he says, once you unsubscribe, you're done, right? Like, I'm not letting you back. I blacklist you out, right? It's not true. <laughs> I'm actually. I know, it's not true. But, <laughs> but, but still. But, but, that, but that's, the per, that's the persona that he comes off with, right? Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> one of the things I tell clients all the time is don't chase the unsubscribes. Don't worry about the unsubscribes. Don't even look at open rates. That's another kind of fuzzy metric at best. But what was the purpose of the email that you wanted? Was the thing a question? Did you have a question at the end that you wanted replies back to? Was it a link to a podcast or a blog post? Was it a a link to a product? What's the end result of every single email that you send out? Look at that. Because yes, the open rates, the unsubscribe, all of those numbers are right in front of us when we log into any any mail platform. And that's what we see first. But then it's if you dive deep into the emails, oh man, I got zero clicks on this email. Yeah. Because you didn't have any links in there. Right. So you're not going to get any clicks. Right. But how many, that's probably would have been what I would have said. Nobody's clicking on anything. (laughs) There's not one link in in the email (laughs) outside of the unsubscribe. Right. Right. And and so that's, that's, that's the reality of things. Like I manage client lists and they're like, they pop in from time to time and they're like, how how come there was no, what happened here? Well, there was no, we asked a question. (laughs) How many replies did you get in your inbox? Oh yeah. I got a lot that day. Okay. So that's when you kind of like stay stay focused on what your intent is on every every email whether it's weekly daily whatever but that that gets you over that mindset of okay i i'm afraid of the unsubscribes and seeing that tank or the mindset of pressing send because you're being of service to somebody else that's on the other end 
right? And if that mindset is the big blocker for you, sorry, the New York in me is also going to say, kind of get over yourself a little bit and give it a try, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, uh, you have to remember really quick, there are billions of people on the planet, right? <laughs> there are so many people. And when you were talking about, about like colleagues who don't do that, it's funny. That's why I do an hour long podcast. I get bugged when I'm like, what? It's only 10 minutes. I'm going for a walk. I want to listen to you longer, right? So that's why I did an hour long podcast. I like listening to longer shows. And so there are so many people that you can do business with. And so that was kind of circling back to not to plug deliver it, but we're going to do this from scratch. We both have audiences. We have friends, all of those things. We've both done paid traffic at different times. So it's, there is a way to do this. And it's funny. I actually was testing something, syncing to a Twitter opt-in for a newsletter that linked to ConvertKit. I sent out like four emails to my entire list, like one afternoon, three weeks ago. I got a ton of unsubscribes, but guess what? Then my click-through rate in the opens went up. I'm like, oh, well, I just cleared those people out. So that's good. Now I need... so. It's just, it's a game. It really is a game and you don't have to know it all to get started. You don't, you just have to get started. Well, you're listening to Jason Resnick and Kim Doyle. We're about to talk about their new venture, Deliver It at getdeliverit.com slash Report. Head there and uh, link in the show notes. But real quick, before we transition to this new open experiment, taking working in public to is it building in public to the next level, before we get there real quick, Jason, I would guess your favorite tool for this stuff is ConvertKit. Do you have anything else to recommend? Or Yeah, I, I've always said, let the technology fit the business, right? I like ConvertKit because it basically fits my business as well as my clients' businesses. I've used ActiveCampaign in the past. I've used Drip. I still do on some clients for both of those things. But if MailChimp works for you, great, do it. Because I just want somebody to, the tool shouldn't be the stopping point. But yeah, if it was me, I would recommend ConvertKit because it would it would give you the nice robust platform that you're actually looking for from not only email, but also automation side of things. And Kim, for you? Ditto. Well, I use ConvertKit also. Although we use ActiveCampaign for the planner because it has a deep integration with WooCommerce. So I think it also, you want to look to your point, like what Jason just said, the business, but for creators, whether you've got a handful of products or courses, whatever, I think ConvertKit is personally the easiest active campaign with the amount of money they do. I still don't understand why their UI looks like it's from 1995, but that's okay. So I agree. And honestly, the best tool is the one you're going to use. Yeah, 100%. It's like they say, like photographers say, the best camera uh, you can have is the camera that's on you, right? Whether it's your phone or... or any camera cameras are just as like a side note, like cameras are just a thing that people chase. New cameras come out every year. People think they can take better photos because they get better cameras when really has nothing to do with the camera <laughs> oh. that they have in their hand. It's about, you know, composing the, the image, telling the story, et cetera, et cetera. Almost uh, akin to this email stuff. Deliver it. This is, this is a public experiment. You both are going to be doing the proof is in the pudding thing, right? You're both going to build an email list. We're all going to see it happen. We're going to see how good you both are. Way better <laughs> than aren't. me. And I'm just, yeah, <laughs> or I was aren't. Just say aren't. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm going to throw a disclaimer in here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're walking across a tightrope. Do you have a, a strap to hold yourself just in case you fall? Explain the experiment to me. What can we all expect to see as you build this? Deliver it. Well, so what we've done together, so we did like kind of a, spreadsheet where we basically have listed all the stuff we're going to try. And so then it's Jason's already been deploying some of, so he's, we're just going to alternate. We'll go, he'll do a few, I'll do a few and kind of bring it back together. So 
it's, they're going to be, we are going to put it up on a site. So we'll have, so you can go back and read it too. And may as well get a little search love and hopefully use a website to grow subscribers also. (laughs) So yeah, I don't even want to jump in with some of the stuff, Jason. It's just, we, we really thought let's, we will own also that we can drive our independent audiences to this as well. So we're not going to pretend we don't have that, but you're we're only going to promote it to our audiences. It's not going to be the the driving force on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, I think what we want to kind of convey and help is this idea that email is very complex, very technical. It's a, a mystery to some people as far as getting to the inbox. Like people worry about spam filters and all of these other things, but it's just like, all right, that stuff aside, let that stuff shake out as it does. How do we grow a list, right? And how do we then take that list and actually use it for whatever we want, right? Like for business, for personal reasons, whatever you're looking for. But there's things that are just as easy as posting on social media. That's a tactic. Let's be intentional about doing that and sharing our newsletter through that means. And then there's complex things like buying ads in another newsletter. Like how well does that work? Right. And so you could, we've got this list. I think last check, there was like 23 different kind of little strategies that we're going to do, but we're going to we're going to walk you through the strategy, the hypothesis, what we think could happen. We're going to give the recipe, the step-by-step, and then the results, good, bad, or otherwise. And so it's kind of, like you said, a build in public, and we're going to just kind of walk the tightrope with every experiment. And yeah, like Kim mentioned, we have audiences. She's got a bigger Facebook. I don't ever log on to Facebook. I'm more on Twitter. I don't know how much I'm in there, but yeah. (laughs) But so it's like we could test multiple different things with the same kind of strategy and kind of see what works and what doesn't work. And like you said at the top was like joining, joining together in this venture kind of like helps weigh things out and scale things out at a level where one, I'll tell you this, I wouldn't do it myself. (laughs) So like, it's just for me, I think that it's going to be helpful for anybody to kind of stumble upon this and say, yeah, I'm I'm a podcaster. I just started my podcast. How do I grow my email list? What do I want to do with that? How do I then turn that audience into a business, right? Or if you're selling things on Etsy, what does that mean? Now Etsy is a closed market or Amazon's a closed market. How do I get those email subscribers? So all of these kind of things we'll, we'll try to unpack in some way. A user comes to your site. They pay to get access to this information? Question mark? Completely free. Mm-hmm. What can people buy from you? Nothing. To right be now. determined. <laughs> to be determined. I love it. So we're, now we're, you're like me. Right. Exactly right. So, oh. yeah, go Sorry. But, but the thing is, like the original thing was a summit, right, Matt? So that was kind of the piece. So we thought, okay, well, we can build our own audience to sell the summit to. Because again, and we were looking at integrating even physical with, with digital for a summit delivery, we're like, we have to create an experience. This has to be different. And so we thought about that. At the same time, we're going to talk about different tools and platforms and stuff. And so now we're like, okay, now we need to do like a whole deliver it email address for affiliate stuff and, and see that because then we can share the monetization piece of this as we go. And the thing that I want people to, to really buy into and hopefully us doing this 
people are going to buy into email marketing. They're going to get, this has to be done because your email list is an asset. Yes, it's, it's, it is people and relationships first, hundred percent. But, you know, I did a newsletter, I think it was just last week where I was talking about Dan Kennedy uses the phrase income events. If you do not have a list of customers and understand the lifetime value and recurring revenue, you don't have a business, you have income events. And it just kind of slapped me in the face a little bit. Okay, well, income events should be the icing on the cake. I want, this is, this needs to be a business. And it, it really, I joke around that nothing is more, more powerful than notification of payment when you're doing something else because you have automations running. And I saw the power of that so much with the e-commerce brand where we had all these follow-up sequences and set out for six, nine months down the road. And it's like, we're still getting sales from all these people. And these mm. automations are still driving sales and we can go in and look at that. And so if you outside of e-commerce, you can still do that as a creator with, with automations. And, oh, I saw you bought this. You can buy this. But, you know, once you get better at it, but, you know, your email list is an asset. It may, All of a sudden, you become a saleable business. If you so choose, when you can say, I have a database of 10,000 customers, 52,000 subscribers. I know those are crazy numbers, but the whole thing is, the better you get at this, it, it you literally can send an email and make money. It it just yeah. works. And I'm not I'm not trying to negate from the relationship building piece, but we're all in business because we have bills to pay and we love yeah. what we do, hopefully, right? I think I think to your point though, that that's that relationship is why the sale happens, right? And so mm-hmm. like I switched from weekly to daily about 15 months ago. And over that course of that year, I three X'd my digital products. I didn't do anything. I, in fact, I basically scaled back that side of the business, but I 3X the digital product and 2X my affiliate income. And so mm-hmm. it was just in creating that relationship that I had with the list and the engagement went up on a random Wednesday, I would just throw a link. Hey, here's this thing. I think this can help you. But I was talking about it in the email before. And it was a lesson probably of my kids doing something crazy and that I tied into the business end of things. And so you can, that relationship is why the sales happen at the end. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about, I'm sure you have, but maybe you just have to put it into practice first, but have you thought about like how long an experiment might run before you report on it? For example, Hey, you might run an experiment on here's how many email signups we get with deliver it when we post to social, when we post to Twitter for a week, is that an example of something that you might run? in this program to report on uh, five posts Monday through Friday of the signup link, we get 20 subscribers. That was the outcome. Here's the call to actions we use. Is that the kind of report with air quotes that you might be presenting to folks? Yeah. yeah I mean, I think, I think any so. data we can pull in, we right. want to pull in as much data as possible. Yeah. I, yeah, I would I mean, think, well, sorry, it, and it's going to depend, like some of it's going to be more relevant than others, right? Like we're talking about paid traffic in a newsletter. Okay, well, I ran this once. And the, the email list for that newsletter was this many people. It averages this many clicks. I got this many clicks. I got this many subscribers. So it's some stuff is going to be lengthy. Other stuff will be, I ran a contest for seven days. This is what happened. So, But I think as much data that we can pull in as possible, we're going to do. Yeah, and I That's think fantastic. I think from the data itself, I think we're also going to what the benefit of reading these experiments is we're going to evaluate what worked, what didn't work, and maybe what we change next time we run this, right? Because mm-hmm. without the the actual thought process around what happened, it, you might just run into those same 
problems again, right? Yeah. So like I'm running an experiment right now that's I basically gave it 14 days on Twitter and it's a specific strategy and I'm trying it out and seeing what works. And so today, this morning, I went into my data to take a look at what was going on and I was like, okay, I bet you next time I could probably do it this way and it would increase the conversion rate. So that's the kind of stuff that we want to come out of these things. And people say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to do what they mistake made the mistakes on. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to try the things that they think is going to work. So Kim Doyle, Jason Resnick, get slash Matt report. Any final words, any other place you want folks to go to find you on the internet? We'll link to our own stuff on the site too, and they can, and find us that way. So yeah, I don't think so. I just think you're not going to get comfortable emailing until you start doing it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Matt. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm just already thinking about it. Just, <laughs> Look, here's the thing, right? So for me, I, I was like, okay, how am I going to write daily? I don't have time to do that. You've got one more boy than I do, right? <laughs> so like our boys kind of straddle each other. We could feel like a basketball team, right? But I was like, there's no time for this. I don't have time for this. So what I said, and we were talking about Atomic Habits before, I said, I'm going to give myself that first cup of coffee. When mm -hmm. I write, when I get that first cup of coffee, I'm going to put it down on my desk. That's the email session. When that's done, whether the email's done or not, that's that's the outcome. So I started doing that. And now I'm about a half a cup of coffee and I get an email out. It's about 15, 20 minutes. And just that practice just doing it. it. It just works. God, those aren't all pre-written. Every time I get them, I'm like, this guy's got a an archive of eat. How does he do it? <laughs> doing well, it. You'd doing be it surprised. Yeah. It, it mean, is. It's the look, practice of it. Yeah. You go back. Look, you're, come on, you're a podcasting. Let's go back to the first Matt report and let's look at today's, right? So I go look back at that first daily email and I'm like, oh my God, what the heck was I thinking? This is terrible. What? And the typos are in there. Like I had no workflow. But I started and I just pushed send, let it go. We'll see what happens. And I told my list. That's the other thing I think that people forget is tell your list when you're going to send and commit commit to it. If you can't do daily, say, I'm going to send it every Wednesday. And then they know when to look for it. Yeah. Fantastic I just want to add one more thing with sure this. Thing. When you were talking about the, like, with us collaborating and doing this and stuff, it's so funny because I've seen this term come up a lot lately and it's called permissionless marketing. It's joint ventures, right? Like <laughs> we've got to reinvent everything and make it, I guess, less markety, but it's people forget like with email marketing, you can collaborate and not just on a project, but there's no reason I've promoted Jason in my emails. He's done it. I've promoted you, Matt. Like it's just find people who have your audience and go be people again and, and start sharing value, right? Like it's okay. Not everything. I think when paid traffic blew up, people forgot to lean into people with like-minded audiences or complimentary audiences and just getting in front of people. Again, I think that we're going to bring both sides to this where it's, I really just want people to get out of their heads and just start. You have to start. And then you can focus on mastery. And, and, and so I think that's kind of where we marry this together too. But just there are so many ways to grow an email list. And I don't know, we just overthink it. And again, it's an asset. Your email list is an asset. <laughs> I promise I'll send an email. So by the time somebody is, <laughs> hears this episode, I'll send an email. You'll have it in your inbox. It'll probably say, this uh, here's, yeah, about, yeah, about this episode. That's what I'll do. Here you go. You'll be the first uh, episode I email, email out in about 
I'm not even joking. Three years. Oh boy. Getdeliverit.com. Getdeliverit.com slash Matt Report. That's where you can find out more information with what Kim and Jason are up to. I'm excited to follow along and learn a bunch of stuff. If you want to support the Matt Report, buymeacoffee.com slash Matt Report. It's buymeacoffee.com slash Matt Report for $79 for the year. You can join our Discord server and chat about the WordPress news every week, every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode.